Our Father, we bow down to worship Him. God, we bow down in worship. We bow down in reverence. Oh God, it will be our privilege that our worship this morning is accepted of you. Accept our worship of days in the name of your Son, Jesus Christ. Lord, we ask and pray that you will rise up in our midst. You began a mighty walk, O oh Lord, last weekend with us. Father, we know that you have not finished with us yet. Oh Lord, we pray that you will continue. That you will continue. Lord, that you will continue. We open our hearts unto you this morning. Lord, that you will have your express way. God, you are God. There is no one else. What you say you will do, Lord, you will do. Therefore, this morning, we put our trust in you. That, Father, everybody that we have come with will be rolled away. We put our trust in you. That every vessel that has been presented sincerely to you this morning will be filled with your spirit. God, our trust is in you that as many as hunger and thirst after a visitation will be visited this morning. In the name of Jesus Christ. It is not by might. It is not by power, but it is by your spirit. Lord, let that your spirit move in this place this morning. Bring healing to our souls. Bring healing to our lives. Bring healing to our families. And God, bring healing to this land. This land in the name of Jesus Christ. We pray that because you have healed us, healing will spread in this country. Restoration will come to this country. Direction will come to this country. In the name of Jesus Christ. You said you would begin a new thing. Lord, we are here. Thank you. Let no man be seen. But Lord Jesus, just have your way. In Jesus' precious name, we have prayed. Amen. Well, first of all, I want to say good morning all. And welcome to church this morning. Amen. Whatever is your heart desire, may the Lord meet you at your point of need in the name of Jesus Christ. But I know um, that a lot of us are Waiting to know or to hear what will he say this morning. But the Holy Spirit wants to do in our lives and want to transform us to instruments of doing. Amen. So that it will not just be about what has been said, but it will be about what the Lord is doing. If you are sensitive in the spirit, you would have seen that God 
is taking us to the step of doing now. Amen. And you cannot do what God wants you to do without the Holy Spirit. And except you do what God wants you to do, you will lose the reward that comes from doing what God wants you to do. I, I weep so much when Christians don't live in the realm of wanting to know what God wants them to do. Some of us actually have given up on God and we live in the realm of routine. But the Lord will deliver you this morning in the name of Jesus Christ. The thing is, the Holy Spirit wants to carry out actions. You know, when Jesus said to his disciples, before he ascended, he said to them, tarry in Jerusalem. You know, it is not just about prayer. They prayed in Jerusalem. They prayed, they tarried, and they prayed, they were praying. But I believe that the Lord wanted to create a desire, earnest expectation. Strong desire for that promise in their heart. So he asked them to tarry and pray. So it is not really about the prayer because in the program of God, God has programmed to send the Holy Spirit. Amen. He has programmed. But he also wanted them to have, to build. It builds up in the Spirit. It builds the desire. The desire for the Holy Spirit. The desire, and any child of God who desires the Holy Spirit is actually desiring for God more. That is, when you see yourself, there's, you're not satisfied. There's this hunger. There's this thirst. There's this, you're not just satisfied with what God is doing. I mean, you're not satisfied with where you are in God. There's this desire. That something just keeps burning inside of you. It burns. And that burning does not ever quench. Amen. Until the day of Jesus Christ. It doesn't quench. If you want to see a man that is ready to be used of the Holy Spirit, one of the telltale signs is his desire. What are you hungry for? What burns in your heart every day? A lot of Christians are hungry for money. I like money too, but I don't love it. And I cannot die for money. But Christians have reduced the Holy Spirit to money. They say when you prosper, the Holy Spirit is working in you. When you can use money to do everything that you think you can do for yourself. You think you have done the will of God. The Holy Spirit has worked. 
Christians have reduced the will of God and the work of God to money. Thank God for money. But what God has for us is more than money. It's more than money. I wish and I pray that our eyes will be opened to what God began to tell us last weekend. Just give some people two weeks. They have forgotten the message. Two weeks. They will just forget. I beg you, if you will forget, download the teachings and listen to them. Listen to them. Listen to them again and again. You know what it does? It reminds you of what God said. And that is the reason why God called Moses and said, write it down. The commandment, write it down. This commandment, write it. He could have just told Moses. And then Moses will go. Because, you know why? The birds of the air are always ready to pick the word from you. Amen? So this morning, we are discussing this thing that God is doing. This work of God. Now that you are born again, God has begun to work in us. God is working in us and God is working through us. God is working with us. This work, work and work, cannot be done by the energy of the flesh. It is not possible. It is not possible. If you want to do it in the energy of the flesh, you will fail. Even if you are a choleric, full of energy, one day you just have stroke. And you know, you would have had stroke simply because you were laboring in the wrong direction. And a lot of us labor in the wrong direction. That is why the Bible says, as many as are led by the Spirit of God, who are they? They are the sons of God. Now, that is not talking about people who have received Jesus. No, it's talking about mature sons of God. As many as receive him to then give him power to become the sons of God. The son, there, yeah, and as many as are led by the Spirit of God, they are the sons. They are different. The use of sons in those two places are different. Here, he's talking about children in John. But in Romans, he's talking about mature sons. Those who have grown and exercised their spirit to the extent that they can understand the leading of the spirit. That is, you are not always confused. When you are confused, you go back. There is a person that you can ask. If you don't have him, you are not a mature son. God. Amen? In Zechariah chapter 4. Oh, the children of Israel, the background of that, the children of Israel were in slavery in Babylon. And it was time for God's visitation for them. It had been prophesied. And then God anointed some people to go and do the work to rebuild the temple in Jerusalem. Zerubbabel, it was said, was a governor 
Joshua or Yeshua was a priest, a high priest. They went together. In the course of that building, in the course of doing the work of God, they experienced discouragement. They had things that could limit them. They had troubles. All manner of oppositions. All manner. The devil raised opposition from different angles to scatter the work of God. And let me tell you something. The situation is not different today. As you, as, as soon as you say, I am born again, I am a child of God, I want to live for you, Jesus. From that day, the demons that will oppose you, they come. You don't need to invite them, they just come. Where do they begin? Inside you. The first thing they do is they ask you in your mind, are you sure that this your new born again, are you sure? That it is actually true. Amen. He said, are you sure that actually God has forgiven you your sins? Are you sure? That is how the devil begins. When you overcome that one, that is the reason why we have what a Bible study called assurance of salvation. To teach you, you are still a babe, sucking the milk of the word of God. So the the word of God wants to teach you to understand that truly, the moment you accept Jesus, you are a new creature. The moment you decide, look at what happened to Apostle Paul. The Bible says, I did not confer with flesh and blood. He did not waste time. There was an instant transformation. That is the way it is in the realm of the spirit. But because you are present in the flesh and lack spiritual understanding, you will think that because you didn't grow taller or shorter, that you are still the same person. So the enemy will capitalize on your ignorance and tell you you have not changed you. Even the way you used to talk, that's the way you're still talking. Amen? The way you laugh, that's the way you're still laughing. So that's the devil. But then by the time the word of God grooms you and you understand that you're a new person, it takes you further, deeper. There is always a new level in God. You can, even if you have reached the highest level in administration of the church, there is always a new level in God. So, when Zerubbabel and his colleagues were experiencing opposition and trouble, God raised a prophet called Zechariah. Shall we read Zechariah chapter 4 from verse 1? And the angel that talked with me came again. He was already... He has already, from chapter 1, the, re- the vision started coming for different locations. Chapter 3, he had a vision for Joshua. And in that place, Joshua was cleaned. God cleaned Joshua and made him pure. And you need to know that for the Holy Spirit to come in, there must be a cleansing. Amen? There must be what? A cleansing first. Then 2, in chapter 4, 
he had this revelation to encourage Zerubbabel who is already getting discouraged for the work. Like some of us are getting discouraged for the work. Some of us are even praying and pushing and pressing in evangelism. Pressing in letting the world know that Jesus Christ died for sinners and that Jesus Christ will come again. Some of us are pressing. But while you are pressing, when you wake up in the morning, sometimes, you know, there are sometimes I hear, um, um, trailer. See, in just Dubai, I say it's like trumpet. It's, I'll just be listening. You know, sometimes when I'm studying, I just listen whether it's trumpet that is sounding. Amen. Because if trumpet sounds, I won't vote for Boile again. I won't vote for Atiku. No, I don't need them. Praise God. Because I have, I have been taken away from this system. So, so I listen for the trumpet too. You know? Amen. I don't know. I know you are not listening. Or are you listening? Amen. Please be listening though. So that you would, uh, uh, the thing won't sound that you know. <laughs> but of course, anybody who is qualified to go with the trumpet, you don't need to even know. It just takes you. The power of God takes you. Amen. Praise God. And the angel that talked with me came again and walked me as a man that is waking out of his sleep. You see, the prophet was sleeping and the angel of God came and woke him. And he was dizzy. With that sleepy eye, he said unto him, What do you see? What do you see? Even though the man was sleeping, see, even in sleep, you can see what God is doing. Even if you are sleeping. If, if they wake you up any time, you can understand. So long as you are connected in the spirit to what God is doing. What we are doing is a spiritual thing. We need to connect to it in spirit. I'm coming to that. But let's continue. And he said unto me, what seest thou? And I said, I have looked, and behold, a candlestick all of gold with a bowl upon the top of it. Just imagine this description now. And his seven lamps thereon, and seven pipes to the seven lamps, which are upon the top thereof. And two olive trees by it. Okay? The, the lamp with, with seven pipes and the bowl on top of it. Amen. And two olive trees standing by the side. One upon the right side of the bowl and the other upon the left side thereon. So I answered and spake to the angel that talked with me, saying, What are these, my Lord? He didn't understand, but he saw. Just like some of us see, we don't understand. The Lord will give us understanding in the name of Jesus Christ. Then the angel talked with me and answered and said unto me, Knowest thou not what these be? I said, No, my Lord. Then he answered. You know, there are some people who will just think that it's academic and they will answer, I know. They will start, they will start theologizing. Please, this morning, just be humble before God. Amen. One of the things that put off the Holy Spirit is the spirit of pride. You cannot be bigger than the Holy Spirit. If you are, ascend to heaven. Let's see. Ascend. Can you travel without entering an aircraft? 
Amen. Even if you are a witch, if I bind you, you will fall down on my roof. Okay? But you cannot bind the Holy Spirit. You can't. So please, humble, humble yourself. May the Lord grant us a spirit of humility to know that we need more of God. In the name of Jesus Christ. Because there are some people who are so full. So full. They have the Holy Spirit. They feel they have Him so much. They don't need any other thing. And when they look around them, they see comfort. They see a lot of things are working. But we need Him. Every child of God need Him. Amen. Then He answered and said unto me, saying, This is the word of the Lord unto Zerubbabel. Saying, Not by might, nor by power, but by my spirit, said the Lord of hosts. Who art thou? This is God now speaking. Who art thou, O great mountain before Zerubbabel? By the time I do what I want to do in the life of Zerubbabel today, every mountain will become a prey. It is not by power, nor by might, but by my spirit. Who are thou, O great mountain before Zerubbabel? Thou shalt become a plain, and he shall bring forth the headstone. Some translation call it capstone thereof. With shoutings, crying, grace, grace unto you. What he's saying is, by the time the Lord will give you this help, the help, and you will fulfill the task, you alone will know that it is God that have helped you. So you will begin to shout, grace, grace, grace. How many of us need that grace? You know, there is a grace to accomplish a task. Amen. A lot of people lack it in their life. Their life is without grace. So they have a lot of struggle. How does he mean in that place? What, what is he talking about? Now, that um, seven golden lampstand usually was in the temple. And it was the duty of the priest to make sure it burns. And they use an expensive oil from olive to run through that, those pipes and make the wick to burn. And when the, when the lampstand burns, the wick burns away, they change the wick and put a fresh one and put fresh oil and it keeps burning. So the fire in the on that lampstand will not do what go out. But that was a lot of labor. Praise the Lord. That was what a lot of labor. What does this signify? Oil in the scripture signifies the Holy Spirit. But when Ever the the wick burns out and becomes chaff, they have to change the wick. But now, the Bible says two olive trees now appeared. It was not just the lampstand with seven prongs, but what? 
the olive trees appeared by their side and there was a bowl on top. The olive tree is the source of the olive oil. And they will drink continuously into the bowl on top of the seven lampstand. And then the oil will begin to flow down. And it will be flowing continuously like a fountain. That was what God was showing to Zerubbabel. See, I am going to give you oil in your life. When that oil comes upon your life, the task I have given to you, you will finish it. What will you do? You will finish it. What I have begun with you, Zerubbabel, I will bring it to perfection. And then he said, when he will lay the capstone, the headstone, put everything, just like we have been laying foundation and building. By the time you finish everything, oh, your song will turn to grace. 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 How? Because God have helped you to fulfill the assignment. How many of us need that help this morning? I need it. I need it. In my life, I need it. Let me die crying for the help of God. Amen. If in my mind's eye, I am looking for something extra in my mind, which or maybe I have designed a way which I think God should help me, and I didn't see it that way. By the time I go to heaven, God will explain to me why he decided not to do it the way I wanted. The Bible says when God was delivering the children of Israel from Egypt, they wanted to travel to the Acorns, which they knew well. But God said, no, no. My way is not your way. Follow this way. Let's when you see battles on the way, you will backslide. Amen. So sometimes, the way God will send his help, we don't understand but what matters is the help will come. The way the Holy Ghost wants to work in you this morning, you may not have understanding. You may not have perfect understanding. But the thing is, the Holy Ghost will work. Amen. John chapter 4. From verse 23 to 24. I'll read from KJV. This one is Old King James. But the hour cometh. And now is when the true worshippers shall worship the Father in spirit and where in truth. For the Father seeketh such to worship him. Take note of those two words. Spirit and what? Truth. 24. God is a spirit. They that worship him must worship him where? Your worship is a spiritual thing. What you do as a Christian, your daily life, your sacrifices, when you wake up in the morning and you pray, when you go for evangelism, when you tell somebody, these things are spiritual things. Until you understand that it is a spiritual thing, you will not seek for the help of the Spirit. God said, it is time. Stop worshipping Him in the flesh. It is time for those of us, for you, for everyone that worship the Father. Worship Him where? In spirit and in truth. Now, I want to ask, 
How can you worship him in, in spirit? When you don't have the spirit of all spirits. The Holy Ghost. If you must worship him aright, you need the Holy Spirit. Time has come for us to be spiritually minded. Interpret everything, everything, everything from the realm of the spirit. Everything. Even when you eat food. Everything. Do you remember that when Jesus fed the 5,000 in the wilderness, what did he do? The Bible says when he brought that uh, loaves of bread, what did he do to it? It was a physical bread. It was physical fish. He lifted it up and gave thanks. But before he did that, the Bible says he himself knew what to do. How did he know? Because of the guidance of the Holy Ghost. Amen? That was why he lifted the bread and the fish and the Bible says he gave thanks. When he gave thanks, he said, give them to eat. For you, for the carnally minded, for the flesh, the person present in the flesh, that action is just normal. Well, you know, when you bring food, share it, isn't it? Just share it. But for the spiritually minded, he knew that this God can feed 5,000 from just these five loaves of bread and two fishes. So, so you, 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 you need to begin to ask the Lord to open your eyes this morning to look at your worship and your service from the realm of the spirit. Look at everything you do from the realm of the spirit. How can you look at it if the Holy Ghost is not there? is why sometimes some people abuse God when they, they feel God didn't answer prayer. They are not happy with God. I, I've actually been drawn to that point where I was almost, I was protesting to God. I was protesting. But I won't tell you what led me to protest. Amen. But at that point, I started protesting. But while I was protesting, the Holy Spirit in me told me, my son, you're wasting your time. Stop this thing and move on. You're wasting your time. In destiny, we have a road to travel. Until you begin, that's when God begins to count it for you. You may be wasting time, wasting time. Maybe God wants you to be in prayer squad and you're in choir singing and singing. The Holy Spirit is telling you, my friend, my friend, look at me and ask you to go. Look at this. Have been understanding of what the Spirit wants you to do in order to worship God. As many as are led by the Spirit, they are the mature sons of God. See, let me tell us something. I never desired to be an Anglican priest, sir. It was not in my blood. It, I, I didn't, I never wanted it. Oh, I almost had quarreled with my mother. My mother knew. But this time, she would ask me, I said, no. I ran, oh, I ran. I ran to different places, I ran. I ran to, I ran to redeemed. They say, come and become the Bible study coordinator. I ran again. 
Because I also knew something was telling me it's not here. It is not here. I ran. I went to Winners Chapel. I even went to Bible school in Winners Chapel. While I was there, we'll be doing praise and worship. Praise and worship. That thing tells me it is not here. <laughs> I said later today. I ran oh. Until I said it is enough. I, this cassock I hated did. I didn't like this. I didn't know I could command cassock like this now. Honestly. <laughs> but because of having understanding that this is what you will do until you begin to do that one God say you should do, you're wasting your time. So I don't know so many of us here who are still wasting time. Remember, the word of prophecy came during the, the revival program. How many of us remember? It came. God gave the word through a message through tongue and the servant of God gave, interpreted the message. Isn't it? He said he has chosen some people here. I don't know where God is leading you to. And you have been wasting time. You have been thinking that it is by your own strength. Or maybe by your own power. It is not by might. It is not by power. But by who? My spirit. For a somebody who is working in shell. To suddenly leave his office as a shell worker. And resign. Somebody walking in shell, what I call, and resign. He said, God, say, give up this thing. Come and do this one. He gave up his work as an engineer in shell and decided to be full-time Anglican pastor. Anglican. Anglican self. <laughs> If somebody wants to do, do, do full-time pastor, it's not in Anglican church that they will want to go. Ordinarily, isn't it? You are not saying yes, because all of you are the, you are, you are members of the congregation. <laughs> because there is cacophony of noises in the system. If you don't have the Holy Spirit, you will drown in the system. The same thing with the world. You see the noise over this nation? They say election yesterday, and suddenly 3 a.m. in the morning, announcement came, and saying election has been postponed. If you don't have Holy Spirit, who be Yahoo engine? That's confusion. Amen. So we need the Holy Spirit. Somebody say, I need the Holy Spirit. I need him in my life. If he comes, he will do what he said he will do. The servant of God said two things. He will walk in us, both to will and to do. Of what? His good pleasure. Two! You will be able to ask him, Lord, what will you have me to do? That is your task. He will now say, see this way. Do it. You say, be the permanent cleaner in the chapel every Saturday. That is your own permanent. Don't leave the position. 
It's okay. Be the permanent repairer of our speakers. Every simple. Does it look like it's a special position? Doesn't look. You know, there was something this revelation. I had this testimony in a church. The man of God, I've shared it here before. The man of God uh, preaches very well and blesses the life of the people. He does a lot of things. But there was one sister in the church who always, her duty is to pray for the church and pray for the servants of God that God is using to bless the people. So every day she prays, she declares fasting, she does all manner of things in order to uphold the church in prayer. She was not in special prayer squad. This one was a personal arrangement, the Holy Ghost in him. The Bible says as many as are led by the Spirit of God, they are the sons of God. They are the mature children of God. So the Holy Spirit led her and she was praying. She was praying. People did not recognize her role in the church. Nobody knew her. So one day, the the Lord opened the eyes of the servant of God, the head pastor. And he saw beautiful crowns coming down from heaven. He saw a very beautiful crown with stars. And then his heart was elated. He was very happy. He said, yes, this is my own. And he was putting his head to receive the crown. And then the crown came like that and passed him. He was surprised. He was now startled. And then he started looking at the crown. The crown was just going, going into the congregation, into the congregation, into the congregation, and landed on this sister. Wow. Amen. When the crown landed on her, the man of God began to weep. He began to weep. People were praying, and people thought, you know, yes, man of God is in this place. But the man is weeping for the crown that he has missed. And the Lord said, that sister, this is what she has been doing. That is why he reserved that crown. Why? Why? She was led by the Spirit to do the right thing. As you are here, you cannot be here. And not have a job to do here, sir. Don't tell me it is not scriptural that you are here. You say, I'm not pastor. I'm not this. I am ordinary member. There is no ordinary member. We are all sons of God waiting to be raptured. Philippians chapter 3. From verse 3 to 4. We'll consider that and then we'll pray. Are we there? For we are the second. Who is talking here now? Paul. Remember this is the scripture we considered during the our revival, isn't it? For we are the circumcision which worship God. We are. Simple. We are the circumcision that worship God in the spirit. Everything we do, when I answer you, sir, it is because I am worshipping God in the spirit. I'm not answering, sir, for what you will give to me. Some, do you know there are some people who do that? They say, good morning, sir. Good. When they come into church, they now locate one brother whose face looks like Dangote. 
Why are they doing that? Because they think that that person is the one that God has sent to deliver them from their poverty. It's not. It's not. If God cannot help you, no one can. No one. No one. So we need to understand. He said we are the circumcision who worship God in the spirit. We don't worship God in the flesh. What we do is from the spirit. Because the man we are worshipping is a spirit. And we rejoice in Christ Jesus and have no confidence where? We have no confidence where? He said, verse 4, Though I might also have confidence in the flesh, because I actually, when he looks around, he sees some things that should give him confidence. Just like some of us. Sometimes you just look around, look at your qualification, look at, you know, your job, look at all the things, you, your children, you think it's enough to give you confidence. God is a spirit. They that worship him must worship him in truth and the spirit. If any other man thinketh that he has whereof he might trust in the flesh, I do more. So if we want to worship God in the spirit, what do we do? Let's ask the spirit of God. Who knows how? The Bible says he will guide us into all truth. He's the one who knows how. What we should do in order to make God happy. He's the one. Amen. He's the one. There was a day we were praying. Well, why we were praying? We started singing a song. The Spirit say it's not that song. It's not that song. And inside my spirit, I got confirmation that, that yes, that's the word of God. Because that, some of us actually depend on people who prophesy. You know you don't depend on people who prophesy. Because they can prophesy you out of the will of God. I hope you know. If you don't have the spirit of God in you and meet those people, they can prophesy and put trouble in your life. Telling you, create problems for you. Is it, the, the spirit of God said, that's not the song I want. I want this song. I want this song. I want this. I, and he put that song in my spirit. The person who was saying that's not the song, I knew, as soon as that person said that, I knew because in my spirit, I was actually connecting to him. Whenever you receive a word that is not a confirmation of what the Spirit of God is saying to you as a child of God, it is not for you. Are you hearing me? It is not for you. Don't run. But the thing is, do you know when the Holy Spirit is confirming? (laughs) Because that's the problem. Do you actually know? Because it says, I don't know whether this one is God though. You're not going to ask Sister A. You say, see, see what this person said. Is he, is he God? Sister A will now confuse you the more from Genesis to Revelation. Confuse you the more. You're going to ask Sister B. By the time you ask 10 people, it has become uh, a matter for public discussion. Why? Because the Holy Spirit is not there. Wake up every morning, the Holy Spirit telling you something for today. And then somebody comes and says, he says, yes, so that's what the Lord ministered to me this morning. That's the way sons of God work. 
That's the way. For this thing to mature in you, you need to recognize the Holy Spirit every day. You need to practice His presence. That's what is called practicing the presence of God. You know, sometimes you just stay quiet. Stay quiet in a day. 24 hours of the day, not sleep, you know. There is a time where you just lie down on your bed. Focus on God. Just be quiet. Because some of us, we have, last week the Holy Ghost went ahead of us, started feeling us, touching our lives. But by the time we leave, oh, one hour discussion, he has been reduced to the lowest minimum. Just because of discussion of politics. You know, you can just start discussing politics. After you finish that discussion, the Holy Spirit just is running the wire inside you. Inside you, you just know that this thing is a wasted venture. Like the first time, 2015, my friend, who is my co-in-law, he was living in my house during that election. Oh, we argued about Buhari. We argued Buhari, Jonathan, Buhari. There was one argument we had one day. I just knew that this guy, you have become canal. That is, I just knew. Because the Holy Spirit, I cannot concentrate again to pray. I couldn't just sit down and just lift up holy hands. You know why? Because we argued about politics. Ordinary politics. We cost you the presence of the Holy Spirit. Some people argue about clothes. They say yellow and black. They rhyme. You say no, it's blue and black. Topic has started. You now start defending blue and black. By the time you defend it for 30 minutes, the Holy Spirit, if you have him at all, will be, we now go haywire. Inside you, if you actually have the Holy Spirit, you will be feeling uncomfortable. Just not, just empty. Something, you have, you have dealt with the Holy Ghost. So, God is asking us this morning as we are going to pray, learn to practice his presence. Learn to practice his presence. Don't be talking 24 hours. Even when you are talking, listen inside. That is learn to listen inside. Let it be as if you're wearing earpiece. You know, there are some people who wear earpiece, Bluetooth connected or whatever means. And somebody is talking to them somewhere. You ask the person question, the person will answer, but you don't know it's somebody else talking. Have you seen that before? Somebody else is telling you. Say, say yes. You don't say yes. So okay. Uh, what is the source and so and so? You say no. By the you are saying what somebody is telling you because you are wearing a device. Let us wear that device inside. Wear the device inside. When you want to talk, listen. Sometimes even if you didn't understand him, keep quiet. Don't answer. Don't answer. Don't be in a hurry to answer. Because these are the things that we do, and then when we come back, we say the tongue that I spoke that day, it has gone. You spoke in tongues. The day we prayed for you. And after that time, you won't speak in tongues again. Your mouth is now dry. The river is dry. Learn to practice his presence. Learn to practice. You will discover that God will inject power in your spirit. And if he does that, you will gradually begin to grow to that level. I want to travel now. There was something happened to me recently, just this last week. I was supposed to go for a meeting somewhere. And my body was telling me, don't go. I was really tired. He said, don't go. Something said, go. The other one said, don't go. And then I was trying to judge based on facts, based on what I was seeing on ground. My body that is feeling tired, 
and then the necessity to attend that meeting. And then suddenly the spirit of, I just remember that I have the spirit of God though. I say, I'm sorry, and I ask, Holy Spirit, what do I do? Immediately I asked that question. I experienced peace. It was so instantaneous. I just had, when I now, my, I channeled my thoughts. This thing I'm saying, I'm just trying to explain to us some of the ways He can guide you. I now channeled my thoughts towards one of those actions. To go. The voice, I just had peace. That voice that was saying, don't go. The flesh, the tiredness, everything disappeared. I immediately went and went for that meeting. Amen? Because sometimes you can, because of activity, because of the things you do, you can just actually be confused. Not that you want to be confused, but things around you are making you confused. You can really be confused. But the Bible says you wish, we need to cast our cares where? Upon him. For what does he do? He cares for us. So that time when you're confused, ask him. He's there. Say, Lord, I'm confused. What do I do? Some of us don't know how to ask. And when you ask, allow him to give you an answer. That's where some people might have confusion. They say, how will I allow him? Am I going to hear an audible voice? I just told you what happened to me. I didn't hear any audible voice. But the moment I asked that question, I had the thing just came instantly. Not that I manufactured peace. Because that's what I want to do. The peace of God just came in my heart. Flooded my heart. And I had strength. We can get there. We can get there. In the name of Jesus. Do you know that we can start praying this morning? Because of the passion. Because of the hunger. Having understood what the Holy Spirit will do in our lives. We just get up to pray. And we don't need to make the Bible says why Peter was still speaking in the house of Cornelius. What happened to them? The Holy Ghost fell on all those who had. It didn't fall on everybody. Praise God. In Acts of Apostles chapter 8, this is another way the Holy Ghost can lead us. In evangelism, the word of God just came this morning instructing us to go and tell the word. Now, you want to tell the world, but how, what will you do? Will you just get up and start telling everybody, say, excuse me, oh, Jesus have died though. Uh, you know, will you do that? And uh, the Bible says, go. Tell them about Jesus Christ. Heal the sick. Cast out devils. Amen. Will you just go and now see somebody on the street? Excuse me, there's a devil. Let me cast it out. <laughs> will you do that? No, that's not how it works. Look at what happened to, to Philip the evangelist. Amen. Permit me. Let's look at Acts of Apostles chapter 8. 26. 26. The Bible says, And the angel of the Lord spake unto Philip. This first, in verse 26, the angel appeared to him, saying, Arise, Go towards the south, unto the way that goeth down from Jerusalem unto Gaza, which is desert. Now, this is very specific, isn't it? The description, he told him specifically where to go. But look at what happened. And he arose and went, he obeyed. Behold, a man of Ethiopia and eunuch of great authority under Candace, queen of the Ethiopians, who had the charge of all her treasure, and had come to Jerusalem for to worship, was returning and sitting in his chariot, read Isaiah the prophet. The moment he got there, what happened? Verse 29. 
the spirit said to him, Go, join yourself to this chariot. I can imagine some of us sometimes the Holy Spirit said, Join yourself to this chariot. We didn't even hear. Join yourself to this chariot. And you're passing the moment the, the, the chariot has gone. The chariot has gone. Meanwhile, that's a ripe soul. The Holy Spirit is saying, Pluck, pluck, pluck. Amen. Verse 29. Join yourself to this chariot. Who gave the instruction? The Holy Spirit. That's how he guides. Sometimes you just, you're just going out. You're just going out for your business. No, you're not planning to preach any special gospel. And the Holy Spirit just said, join yourself to this chariot. Somebody came to me. We went for a conference here in Enugu and uh, this January. Somebody came to me and said, eh, excuse me, sir. Um, there's a cool joint here for, you know, you people can come and relax. And as soon as she said that, the Spirit of God said, eh, tell her, tell her. So as she's evangelizing her business to me, I also evangelized the word of God. I said, okay, that's very good. Thank you. Are you born again? She said, she said, yes. I know that a lot of people are very religious now. I explained to her what it means. Dear on the road, I told her. Even though I wasn't patient to lead her in prayer, but I had joy that I shared the word of God with her. She came to share the word of her business. I also shared the word of uh, Amen. Are we ready to pray? Are we ready to experience these things? Are we ready to walk with God? And are we ready to allow Him work in us? It makes the work of the Holy Spirit easy when we yield. When we yield and give Him, allow Him express, express way. Grant Him access. Grant Him access. Stop interpreting things from the flesh. Even when people are making mistakes, See the spiritual side. People make mistakes a lot, even in the house of God. But there is always a reason. You know, God converts people's mistakes to blessings. I hope you know. I hope you know. God can convert your mistake, even in the house of God, to blessings. So stop looking at looking out for mistakes. They distract you and make you present in the flesh. Like, as I was preaching, I made some mistakes grammatically, isn't it? Uh, but the, the devil will not say, hey, he has spoken wrong English. You start concentrating. Which part of dictionary is that word? <laughs> By the time you come back to yourself, we have gone far. The message has finished. You see, so, so, so stop looking at things. Look at what God is saying. Victor Okori, a pastor in CPM, he didn't go to school. He didn't have, know how to speak good English, but he is a pastor. He told God, God, help me. I need you. I don't need English. I just need your spirit. And Jesus appeared to him and baptized him in the Holy Spirit. And God bless his ministry. But do you know something? When you are baptized today, you also need that cleansing that happened in the life of Joshua to maintain the baptism. Because after the gift started shining in his life, the devil came over. The devil came through money. Women, they came and they brought him back. Brought him down. Brethren started attacking him after he messed himself up. They wanted to destroy his life. But thank God he came back to faith. But his ministry is no longer the same. His ministry is no longer the same. Let's rise up to our feet. Amen. I don't know how many of us are hungry for the Lord. You're hungry for more of God. And you want this work of God to begin and to continue your life. 
It shall be so in the name of Jesus. Before we pray, before we pray, we're going to pray for these people who are not yet born again. You have not accepted Jesus as your Lord and your personal Savior. There is no how the Holy Spirit can fill you and give you His gift and lead you if you have not given your life to Christ. And the truth is this. If you give your life to Christ, it is your own blessing. It doesn't make... It's not... It's your own blessing. It's for your good. Amen? You're here. You want to give your life to Jesus Christ. We're going to pray for you. And as I pray this prayer, say it after me. Mean it from your heart. Please don't just answer an altar call. Mean it from your heart. And so shall it be with you. Let us pray. Heavenly Father, I thank you this morning for your word. I thank you for showing me that I need your spirit. Lord Jesus, I have not accepted you. Yes, I have been coming to church. Yes, I have been answering a Christian. But I have not known you experientially. Forgive me. Write my name in the book of life. I accept you from today as my Lord and my personal Savior. Wash me clean and grant me the newness of life. Grant me the seal of your Holy Spirit that from today I will run my race by your grace. In Jesus' name.